So it's been about a week now and we have Boston College's new AD, Blake James, and it's starting to sit a little bit with us. So we're going to talk about the positives, negatives, and everything in between about Boston College's new AD on today's Locked On Boston College. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has got you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we're joined by Mitch Wolf, who joins us every day for every Monday for Mondays with Mitch. Mitch, how's it going? Going good. Excited to uh, discuss this new AD and uh, kind of the future direction of Boston College athletics. So let's get into this because it's now been about a week since Blake James was announced. And uh, credit to Mark Blauchin, who never gets anything right, got this one right. So uh, good, good for him. But uh, James has, um, you know, he's had his introductory press conference. You know, it's kind of settled with fans and the overwhelming feeling around his hire is almost, I would say, like 90 percent negative at this point. Um, it doesn't seem like many people are all that excited. They just had his press conference and there was it wasn't a peep about it. Like you had a few, you know, beat reporters that just feel like they have to do it covering it. And then no, no one else talking about it. There was no like buzz of it afterwards. Mitch, talk about this hire. Where are you at? Kind of like, what's your first talking point on this? So when I first saw this come down the pipeline and we kind of got the word that this was going to happen, I looked into this guy and I was like, okay, like he seems to be like generally competent in terms of running a program. And I think that a lot of people were like, oh, this is a terrible hire because like Miami wasn't very good over the last few years. And I think you have to consider the where they started in terms of coming back from the Nevin Shapiro scandal and how hamstrung their program was in the aftermath of that. Um, it's kind of like if you think about like how Penn State had to kind of come back from the sanctions stemming from the Jerry Sandusky, Joe Paterno scandal. So, you know, handling all of that is a pretty big deal for athletic director. And, you know, I would say that in the last, you know, five to seven or eight years, you know, Miami's been at least in football has been improving like if they, you know, because for a while they were kind of nothing. And at least in the last five or so years, they've had some, you know, impressive years that have gotten them back on the map, you know. I wouldn't say the U is fully back yet, but they've had, you know, a few good seasons. Um, the problem with this hire for me, at least upon kind of, I think the biggest thing was when you read the language from the press conference from uh, James and father Leahy is this seems like a hire to just get somebody that will be in the building for a long time, as opposed to somebody who, you know, and I think, you know, I think Leahy felt that he kind of got led uh, you know, led around by guys like Jarmond and Kraft who said they would be here for the long haul and they weren't. And he wanted somebody who is a lot older and, you know, maybe doesn't have, you know, the future prospects of, you know, improving his lot in college football or college athletics like those younger guys did. So he's saying, okay, I'm going to go with somebody who has a ton of experience who kind of needs help getting back into the game. And, you know, they might actually be here for a long time. And that just seems like such a short-sighted way of looking at, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's depressing as someone who covers it. I I have always been in the camp that, you know what, if you get a guy like Jarman, he's here for three or four years, your craft. I know his, his reign was a little shorter, but I'm all about BC being a stepping stone program. I know folks, some folks want them to be like, you're, you're a lifer here and blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I, I, you have to understand the, 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 the landscape of college sports to understand where BC lands and to get these younger guys, Kraft, Jarman, they were both in that, like, you know, top um, executives under 40 list for a while. They were both high up and comers. There's nothing wrong with that. And 
the fact that it sounds like Father Leahy picks somebody who looks like him, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we we had a very funny text message where we were saying that we both said, sent a message that re- that uh, receipt we each received at the same time that said he, they, he, he looks like Father Leahy physically, which is funny. Yeah, and to get a guy like that, it just seems like we I thought Boston College had made some progress in terms of pushing forward. It seems like they just took a step back. Yeah, I, I just don't think this is just isn't an imaginative hire. Like it's, and I think I, there is there is kind of a the other the other side of this coin. And it's from uh, somebody who I believe you've had in this podcast, and one of the few accounts in the BC Twitter sphere that I respect, uh, Heights and Lows. Yep, who said that um, you know there aren't a lot of big projects that you know this next whoever the next athletic director would have to be like that has to get approved. Like you think about how Jarmond and Kraft kind of got the indoor practice facility. You know, there's movement on the basketball practice facility, all that kind of stuff. Like there really isn't that big project in athletics that whoever would be the next guy like has to take on. So that's, that is part of, you kind of just want somebody who is going to be competent in navigating this new era of college athletics with, with uh, relation to NIL. And, you know, for what it's worth, James, was at Miami, which was a big NIL program for the last few years. And I honestly, I think that had Miami not kind of made this huge culture shift, we're like, all right, you know, we're just going to go absolutely all in balls to the wall, you know, hire Clemson's guy, go get Mario Cristobal. I think if they had been kind of on a, you know, again, not as aggressive a track, I think they would have been fine with keeping James. They just wanted to really, you know, kick things up a notch, but and like I said, I think James has done a decent job with the NIL stuff, but I think they could have found somebody who's a little younger and a little more tapped into what a modern athletic director needs to be. And I, to be fair, I mean, it, to make it sound even more dire, the names that the other guys that were the finalists, I, none of them sound impressive to me. Like none of them were any guys that I was like, yeah, I'd love to get that. Like the AD from Army. Yeah, he's, you know, any guy from Army is always, you know, they're working against unbelievable odds to get that program working but you know as we talked about the the need for nil understanding i i don't understand how someone from army would be able to do that um or they could but it, it seems like it would be a big a big stretch and then the uh, ad from uh, excuse me from lasalle again smaller school i haven't seen lasalle do much of anything so they kind of don't check any boxes for me the the one name that i heard and I heard it right off the beginning, and I forget her name already, is an assistant AD at, at Florida. I thought she might have been like in that same um, upper echelon of younger, un, uh, you know, smaller administrators in terms of like not an actual AD, but like assistant AD. I um, thought she would be a, a good fit, but, you know, they went the safe route and they went with Blake James. Is it Linda Teeler? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I, well, I mean, well, n- never mind. I won't say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's boring. And I think this is, again, I think this is a, it has a lot to do with Leahy kind of wanting to flex his muscles over the athletics department saying, like, I want to hire a guy that like, you know, that I see myself in the mirror and I, you know, feel comfortable trusting with this. And, and James even said, you know, I plan on being here through retirement. So like, you know, he's saying like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be here for a very long time, whether you like it or not, it seems. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I think that the, the question every BC fan has had and whether you say it or not is how much longer father Leahy has left as president. Um, I think a lot of folks are wondering, I, I, I feel like it's not unreasonable to say that some folks would rather see what some young blood 
or new blood would think about like the, the role of athletics at Boston College because we know where Father Leahy stands. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, especially young alumni, would really like to see Father Leahy, you know, take a step back for reasons that go even beyond athletics. Yeah. Well, anyways, in a moment, we'll talk a little bit about um, some of the things that Blake James is going to need to do at Boston College. We'll look at you know, some of the, what his checklist should be. And I'm sure Mitch has some other thoughts that we'll add as well. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, odds, including the National Basketball Championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. They even had wrestling uh, odds up on Sunday night if you were watching Hell in a Cell on pay-per-view. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about your trends in action. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is AJ Black. I'm joined by Mitch Wolf, and we're talking Blake James, getting Mitch's take on some of these things. So, Mitch, Blake James comes here, and you had mentioned in the first segment that he doesn't have a huge, uh, you know, bucket list that he has to do. You know, we have the practice facility we have uh, for basketball coming. We've had the baseball facility. What do you think are some of the things that he needs to do once he gets to Boston College? I th- So I think the big, and this isn't, you know, this is kind of a goal that is just going to be ever present. There isn't really an end goal to it, but it's, you know, modernizing BC's approach to NIL and just kind of keeping pace with how that is going to change the landscape of college sports. And that's, that is a pretty tough thing, you know, and I think that, we've seen a lot of schools have varying degrees of success and efficiency in dealing with that. And it'll be interesting to see how he handles. I think Miami did a pretty solid job in since they, you know, instituted these kind of rules in recent years. So it's good to see that he was at least on top of it. I'm hoping that he can continue that, you know, help BC athletes get, you know, more NIL deals. Um, And, you know, I think I would ideally like there to be, you know, some more rules coming down from the NCAA, you know, if, if they decide to do so, which, you know, it's hard to predict what the NCAA will do at any given time. Um, So that's, I think that's, I think that's really the biggest thing in terms of, you know, more um, tangible goals that are just, you know, you've, you do them and they're done. I think that, and this actually, this one isn't, isn't even as tangible, but just getting the basketball team to a, you know, competent level. And I think they're kind of moving in the right direction with Earl Grant, but I think you saw, you know, during James's tenure with Miami, you know, Jim Laranek comes in. He he makes Miami like a pretty relevant ACC uh, program in terms of, you know, right. getting wins in the tournament, in the ACC tournament, you know, getting to the NCAA tournament, and, you know, winning a game or two there. And that that's where that's where you want to see BC basketball get to. And, you know, frankly, I'm, I'm not the biggest basketball person, so I don't know exactly how that works. Yep. But, you know, I think just having him, you know, be willing to invest. And like you said, like as him supporting the basketball practice facility and just helping Earl Grant any way he can to help resurrect that program. Yeah. I think basketball is going to be a big one. And, you know, in terms of facilities, I think BC sh- should continue to look at evolving a lot of what they have on campus. And, you know, I think one thing you might want to consider um, is either completely renovating Conti for two sports or, using some of the land that they have to build a hockey only facility or, or a basketball only facility, you know, obviously have one for each. Um, I think that would be something that they should honestly consider doing. Um, and then I think a lot of fans are, are still clamoring and I, I'm not on board. Like I, I think it needs to be done, but I'm not sure how you do it is renovate, continuing to renovate alumni stadium. 
Yeah, that's a big one. And there are obviously serious limitations to that just because of the amount of space they have. And obviously the power and influence that, you know, the towns of Chestnut Hill and Newton and all that exercise over BC and kind of limits their ability and what they can do with alumni. But I mean, I obviously like modernized stadium, you know, we saw Jarman do a lot for that in terms of like getting alcohol sales in the stadium. That's huge. Um, and, you know, doing some good things to tweak tailgating. Uh, you want to see James and it'll be interesting for James because, you know, Miami obviously has a lot of unique issues with that kind of stadium experience stuff because they didn't really have to worry about that with football because it was the Miami Dolphins stadium, you know, so they are, don't really exercise any control over that. And that stadium was also very far away. So that'll be an interesting variable to see how James handles that, you know, having this on campus small stadium that they are in charge of. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure what renovations they would, you know, be targeting first, uh, especially ones that would, you know, uh, positively affect the fan experience immediately. But I think that that'll be an interesting thing to track for him in his tenure with BC early on. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's the simple things the fans always ask for, which is, you know, like bathrooms in the upper deck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, even simple things like improving the luxury boxes. I used to work at a at a company that had a luxury box at Alumni Stadium, and I was never impressed by it. And it just seemed like just like a conference room, basically, with seats. Mm-hmm. Um, little things like that, I feel like you could that would lead to more money and kind of bring things in. But I think you could do a lot of little things there. And I've always talked about I'm a big concessions fan, and I think BC's always lags behind there. Um, looking into how you can improve that would be a big thing. Uh, but I think he's got a lot of things in terms of facilities to look at. But And I know, Mitch, this is not your cup of tea, but I think he's got one big um, personnel decision laying in front of him right now, and that is what he needs to do about the baseball program. Mm-hmm. Um, BC baseball went a beautiful 5-25 and 25 in ACC play this year. Um, they were dead last in literally any category you can think of or second. I'm being facetious here. They were second, third or, or last in almost every single category you can think of in the conference. Um, they got to start thinking about what they're going to do about Mike Gambino, because I know he is a popular guy with, amongst BC alumni, but he, I, I have a hard time gauging whether, why people think he could be the future of this program because everything seems to be going backwards now, this is going to be a perfect opportunity for James to show I am forward thinking. I understand things need to change. Yes, he's been here forever, but I have a vision. This is going to be what we need to do. He's still the head coach right now. And I know James doesn't take over to July 1st, but I think that is going to be something that we'll have to watch to see, kind of get a good gauge on where he is at in terms of um, personnel changes within coaching. Yeah. And like, I've been one for advocating for like, you know, dropping baseball in favor of men's lacrosse or something else. But now with building that whole new baseball stadium, that's really not a realistic option because you're not going to, you know, invest all that money and then just, then just, you know, scrap the program a few years later. But right. And, and when it, creating a winning baseball program at Boston college, again, comes with a lot of unique challenges, mostly due to the weather and that, and, you know, just recruiting bases. Um, no pun intended, but I think that I think he's, he might give Gambino a year early, not even a full season, but just like, all right, like we'll start out 2022. We'll see our 20, 2023, whenever baseball season starts um, and say like, all right, like you're on the shortest of leashes. Like if this, if this starts to spiral, like it did last season, especially because like it, and this is what does just doesn't make sense. Like 
BC has like talented players that are getting drafted at the MLB. Like they are mm-hmm. like, I, I don't, I can't, of course I can't remember most things, but I, you know, I hear you talk Sal about them on the pod. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You guys, you talk about on the podcast, Mike, like, all right, these dudes are like good players. And this team is just getting absolutely manhandled every week or every Mike game. Mike King so, is like one of the best relievers on the Yankees right now, or he might be even starting. And he was on, the, uh, he was on BC. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, I think he'll give Gambino at least the start of next season, but if things start to take a turn like they did this year, I think the rug could get pulled out pretty quickly. Yeah. I think that's going to be something worth watching. And we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that as uh, Blake James gets the start, uh, you know, gets the call. I, th- I, I, you know, July 1st is his start date, but I still think he could still make a move before that. I think he could say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We'll start the, we'll start the search as soon as I take over or even mm-hmm. before that. So what yeah, we could already be like, you know, moving some pieces behind the scenes saying like, all right, like who, like, am I going to like have to run this search? You know, who are guys that I'd be interested in hiring for this position yep. and kind of you know, gauging, prelim- gauging preliminary interest in the positions. All right, in our final segment, we're going to get all positive with this. I'm going to talk to Mitch about things maybe we can actually like about Blake James, and we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment. Don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? So good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy, chocolatey goodness plus 17 grams of protein? Well, you're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite and they sell out quick. Forget about dessert. They are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are crazy good. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with a Bilt's Caramel Brownie Bar in a heartbeat. And the best part, they're 100% covered in real chocolate. You don't have to sacrifice taste for health. You can have both. And all Bilt Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Now... All you have to do is go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. We are chatting about Blake James with Mitch Wolf. We're looking at what what makes this guy tick. What what is it about this guy? What about this new AD Boston College hired? And we our first segment was talking a little bit about the negativity around him and understand and understandably so. But it doesn't have to always be negative. Mitch, is there anything that you've seen that it's like, okay, maybe this could work at Boston College? So, you know, I, I, we mentioned, or I mentioned, you know, him getting Miami back from the brink of, you know, hell or whatever in terms of their uh, Nevin Shapiro scandal. You know, I think that that is a good thing to have. I don't think BC's going to have any kind of scandals like that, but just having that under your belt is a good thing to have for athletic director, you know, getting this program back to a place where it is a valuable and recognizable brand again. I, and the, another thing that's unique with Miami is, you know, they are Miami has obviously its reputation, but it is still a pretty good academic school. It has um, a lot of really interesting professional opportunities. And if you read James's previous bio on Miami's website, it really focuses on how he has emphasized academics and community outreach during his time there and how the student athletes, you know, were involved in the community and were high achieving students. And with BC, that's what something you always want to see with the student athletes and to have it coming from the top down is very important. So I think that that is a good thing. Um, I think the, one of the uh, other things that I'm very interested to see how James handles is, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, Jeff Halfley kind of, will he use this position as a stepping stone to a next job for him? And depending on how this season goes, I think it could be interesting to see how James reacts because I think if Halfley has the positive season that we expect, you know, could he try to sign Halfley to one of those, you know, big long-term extensions? 
And I think that that's something that he will be good at. You know, he's done, a, obviously, like he's been at Miami for a long time. He's done a lot of negotiating contracts. Um, you know, obviously their football team, their coaching staff has been kind of in flux for a little while, but, you know, he knows how to deal with a lot of different types of personalities. But I think just generally his experience of working with this private school in a big city, in a, you know, city that is a professional sports market, you know, he at least has that experience under his belt. Yeah, I think I think there is some some pieces here and, you know, it's hard to stay positive. I, I admit it myself, like I wanted a, a new fresh name here. Blake James is clearly not that. Um, and I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the press conference, but it was just like it felt like a, an AI bot that that talks about college athletics created. And it was just spitting out the usual catchphrases that you get all the over the spirit of amateurism. Yes, basically <laughs> that. And I was just like, I am done. And like all the, all the comments and, and the quotes from it, I'm like, I mean, my readers aren't going to care. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's, it's so, it's so blase all of his, you know, early, early uh, quotes. And, and I think, again, I think a lot of the reason why this hire came down is because like him and Leahy just connected on a lot of different levels, just because I think they're probably just very similar people. So, you know, I, I'm I'm willing to give this a chance for at least a few years. You know, I think that Leahy is going to give him a pretty long leash because he wants continuity at this position. So, and I, I think that a lot of people got you know really upset about this, and I think we have to remember that honestly, in terms of like you know on field results, you know, I guess it, it, within each season, the athletic director doesn't really like have that much to do with it. So I think that there's a lot of other things that you probably want to spend your time getting stressed and thinking about with term with, with relation to BC athletics. Um, so I think that this athletic director, especially with how I think how we talked about, it, he doesn't have these major projects needs to do that need to be completed in the short term. So I, th- I think that he could be kind of a face that you're just not going to see a lot. And I think that that's fine. Honestly, I, th- I think it's a great point, right? Like, everyone sees the AD as being like this all knowing person that does so much. They basically have a few, they run the programs and basically make sure that there's no crap going on that uh, will get, you know, sanctions and things like that. They fundraise and they hire and fire coaches. So Mm -hmm. I think BC fans are so stuck on Brad Bates and (laughs) Filippo completely botching hiring and firing coaches that they think that they have this like humongous role in how things run. If Jeff Halfley and Earl Grant and Joanna McNamee and, you know, Acacia Walker Weinstein and some of the other coaches are all doing great. He doesn't have to do anything and you won't even hear about him. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like a lot of those coaches are doing such great jobs, at least, you know, some of them with pretty short tenures thus far, but I I really just don't think you're going to see that much of this guy. Yeah, I, I, again, he's much like Father Leahy. You're not going to see much of him uh, <laughs> during his tenure. So, right, you know, I, and that's fine. Like, I don't. I, th- this is one of those things where it's you don't really. It's almost like when we talk about like offensive linemen in games. Like, you don't want to hear the names called because that means they're messing up. You really don't want to hear your athletic director's name that much because if you are, there might be something going wrong. Right, right. You want. I mean, Pat Kraft for the two last two years, you didn't. He wasn't on social media. He was behind the scenes. I was at games and you barely ever see him mm-hmm. um and that was kind of the way he did things and i think blake james will be just like that right like kind of a you know he's not going to be shaking hands and kissing babies like martin jarman was um he's going to be that kind of behind the scenes thing and if the program i think that's going to be a made two major factors you're going to look at what with what he does is he going to be able to continue raising money for fa- for capital projects because 
I know some BC fans think that you can use the endowment for things like that. You cannot. I know they have a million billions of dollars in an endowment that is not for projects like that for the last time. <laughs> it has to be fundraised. <laughs> the, other th- the, the other thing about that is like, you think about like a guy like Jarman, who is this, you know, very front facing, um, you know, interacting with fans all the time and doing all this stuff. And I, I think that you, I think James could kind of bring a bigger school attitude. And what I mean by that is, you know, he's more focused on, you know, not, not necessarily kissing babies, but, you know, smoothing or greasing the palms of the people that have a lot of the money to hand out, you know, you're, he's going to be in those, you know, higher up meetings where it's going to be like, all right, him and like these, you know, billion dollar worth donors that are like, all right, these are the people that for lack of a better term matter to the success of the program moving forward. You know, I, you know, seeing Jarman at tailgates on Saturday morning or Saturday mornings, afternoons, that's great and all, but like, what does that really do for the program in terms of its long-term visions? And I think that James might be a little better at that given his experience, like, Hey, like I'm going to you know meet with these people that can actually impact this program by, like you said, investing in those capital projects and, you know, making serious long-term investment investments that'll improve the fortunes of this program. And, and that honestly, as much as hiring and firing is a big thing, those, that, that fundraising is the biggest role AD has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he can, if he can nail that behind the scenes for a school like BC and be able to build some things here, that that's, that's successful. And as long as he doesn't let a coach to go on and on, like, I don't know, you know, Jim Christian, for instance, <laughs> um, I, I think he'll be successful. So we talked about our AD for a half hour, Mitch, Mitch, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Mitchell C. Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I've been a little absent as of late, kind of just taking a little break from Twitter, uh, which was much needed and very helpful. Um, but now that summer's here, you know, going to have some free time on my hands. Uh, so I'm going to hopefully get back into watching some film, tweeting about BC and other, you know, football related things. So make sure you're following me there. All right. Reminder, we are on our summer schedule. So we're on a three day a week schedule. Um, I will be back on Wednesday for recruiting Wednesday. We'll have uh, any news that pops up as well during that, but it's a humongous month of June right now for BC recruiting. The next three weekends are huge official visit weekends where they've had 20 or so major recruits coming on campus. And I've started to interview some of them and I will have interviews with them after they step foot off campus. So you want to make sure you become a BC bulletin premium member. It's only a dollar for the first month, $5 a month. After that, it's a great deal. Uh, Just go to bcbulletin.com and hit that subscribe button as you're listening to this to get all the news that you want. Plus you get to become part of our discord channel and our premium boards on Maroon and Gold forums. Uh, This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or on Locked On BC on Twitter as well. We'll see you all again soon. Take care.